Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back to the podcast, Erica. <laughs> I told you I was going to say it. <laughs> Welcome back and happy birthday. Thanks. I'm 24. Oh my God. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> Feel old. <laughs> Paul, you're like 27? Yeah, but I'm about to be 28. I'm really like four years older than you. Wow. I know. It makes I'm also me- young for where I am in life. Does that make sense? Not particularly. I started school early. Oh, oh, like in terms of like your grade. Yeah. Yeah. You know, intelligence. I get that. Um, so yeah, everyone, welcome back to Let's Unpack That. Sorry that there wasn't an episode earlier, uh, last week. Jack and I spent a whole hour and a half recording content and then all of a sudden the memory card crapped out and I had no backup. So welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast. Let's unpack that we're a queer millennial, this queer millennial unpacks topics that are at the top of his mind through the lens of anxiety and depression emphasis on top (laughs) but not really (laughs) (laughs) um as i'm currently getting recorded by her consuela over here in the corner um welcome back erica i'm i'm really excited so the last time that you were here it was episode something or other unpacking black america part one um, and we unpacked one person's perspective on Black America, which was Jeez. yours. Um, and since that episode has come out, I will say it is our third most listened to episode. <laughs> Who's one and two? One is the first episode, oh. Why We Unpack. The Tiny. second is Unpacking Coming Out, which I think <sighs> in terms of like tiers of interest level, gay men, black women, sorry, you're still just not there. <laughs> So. I really thought DCOMS was going to be the one that beat me out. It's on the top 10. DCOMS is on the top it 10. It should be number one. But it's like interesting because our podcast listens go progressively downward the more white the content is. <laughs> like grandparents, you know, like dreams, uh, and regular just anxiety, like unpacking <laughs> myself, Jules, like all the white people. Like, the more queer and the more, like, diverse you get, the better the listens are, which I find interesting. Congratulations, listeners, for not being ignorant and petty. Oh, my God. We have, like, a a Puerto Rican... It's, like, drag, but (laughs) ethnicity-wise, she's pretending to be Puerto Rican. Is it because her skin color is... (laughs) Barely. She basically paints on... (laughs) Wait, I don't really know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Brown (laughs) face. Wait, stop. I'm sweating. I feel like Justin Trudeau. I'm like... <laughs> so, um, again, like I think your episode was one of the most listened to ones, which I'm super excited that you agreed to come back this time for free because I can't afford to pay you this time. He paid me 3000 <laughs> Yeah, that's her booking fee. Um, but I didn't really know exactly what we would end up talking about today. I think that just like some of the feedback that I got on the initial podcast was that it was one of the most interesting pieces. Like, and it was just like one of the best episodes we had done because it like really rounded out a topic altogether. Like it wasn't just surface level. It was the one where we probably went the deepest. Not surprising. Um, so I'm glad that uh, you agreed to come back. Um, the one piece of feedback that I heard that was like most eye-opening for me is that other black people were not totally comfortable with like being like, oh yeah, I could do Black America part two or part three or something. Cause right. they were super like concerned about speaking as I am the black community. Right. And I think you said that in your podcast, but it didn't resonate with me as much until we actually talked to some people who listen, they're like, yeah, like I, 
I would love to share my perspective, but can you just make sure that everybody knows that me as a black person speaking is not me right. speaking for black people? Because I think as a gay person, I speak for gay people a lot. <laughs> You're gay? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I appreciate that you said that on the podcast, but also that like other people recognized it. And I, I wanted to unpack that a little bit. Like, what does that mean like to you when you hear that someone else doesn't want to speak for the rest of the black community? Like it's, it sounds like it makes sense when you hear the sentence, but like, why is that? Why, why do you think I maybe heard that from so many different people? Like, like, who are people of color, you know, like yeah. that they don't want to feel like they're, they're, you I know, don't want to be the whole team. Right. Right. Yeah. And Kathleen said the same thing about gay ladies. Like she's like, I'm just one type. I'm just one person. Right. Like this is not, you know, this is, this is not like the be all end all of like the diversity of gay ladies. So I'm curious as to what your thoughts are and like that representation for the, for the whole team. I mean, I agree. Like I, I'm not, I'm one black person. And me and my sisters grew up in the same household, same overall, but our experiences are different, right? So I don't, I encourage people to speak and represent their story because our individual stories are black America in the whole, right? So Mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, black America isn't a linear thing. There's so many branches to it, whether it's where you grew up, the circumstances you grew up in, um, even your racial background. I think Mm -hmm. those are things that make it different. And that's why I understand the kind of hesitance, but I encourage, um, be an advocate for your story because even though, you know, I grew up in San Diego, which, you know, maybe many of your listeners haven't. I mean, like, shout out to the homies, though. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no, most people have not. Your story's not the same as mine, but I think there are always going to be overlapping themes, even in yours and mine story, right? Like, we have Mm -hmm. similarities. Everyone has some similarity on some level. Mm -hmm. And even when you don't, that's even better because people get to hear perspective that is just completely outside of what they're used to. And even if they don't understand black people as a whole, they understand one more person than they did before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Out, like, rep the set. Yeah, speak gang, up. Gang, gang. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's cool. Um, I, I Maybe that's, like, something we can talk about a little bit more. Because I remember one of the first times that we were at your old house that you lived in. It was, like, this weird realization that we were all standing around your kitchen table. And I was like, wait. Sometimes I don't recognize that, like, my friend group is diverse. Mm-hmm. And that people are so different and the people I spend some of my time with are so different because like it was you as a young black woman, Sierra as a young Puerto Rican woman, Jack as a gay immigrant, myself as a gay white American Mm -hmm. and Jenny as an Asian American. And I was just like, I never just really thought how naturally diversity happened for me. And I don't think that it happens all as, as frequent, as frequent as like I would like, because I think that's how I would learn more. Right. Like if I, you know, surrounded myself with that more. And again, I think like my friendship is pretty, my friendships are pretty diverse, but that I just found like was a unique experience. Like, and especially that was you and your roommates. So you have, you know, a, a like Latino American, you have a black American and an Asian American all living in one place. Mm-hmm. So in harmony. I know. And like, what is that like? Like, do you notice intricacies like in people? No, I think, I think for the, for one thing, you know, we're a little bit removed from 
Because at our baseline, we're millennials. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where, you know, we kind of remove ourselves from truly looking back and stepping back and saying, like, wow, these are our cultural differences. And sometimes it'll come up in conversation. Like, Sierra and I will realize that, you know, we've lived our whole lives with this same concept, literally in different words. Yeah. So, like, hmm. my mom's house slipper is Sierra's mom's chancla. Mm-hmm. And, like, we both <laughs> got the work. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> she, I don't but, know if Vanessa yeah. hits anyone. She's very kind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mosetta <laughs> is the Drew Brees of the Ellis family. She's got an arm. Is that your mother's name? Yeah, Mosetta. I fucking love that. You I never knew that. that. Like, she's talking to me from the kitchen, like, how yeah. the fuck was I supposed to know that? Where she belongs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're really shitting on her. Hey, we have this mic set up for you if you I want know. it. So. Li- uh, listeners, <laughs> TM, uh, you have, this will happen, you will hear this in the future, but... <laughs> If you don't hear her voice, unfollow her. And we're just going to roast her. At Sierra Morales 33. Okay. Oh, the Latinx diva is eating a quesadilla in her bedroom. I have nothing else to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, we're. Ooh, Roger is fucking moving right now. Okay, everyone, we're going to take a quick break because... Well, he's not here yet. We have time. We have time. Okay, we have like 12 minutes. We're ordering Shake Shack because it's Erica's birthday and also because we fucking won it. (laughs) One time for the birthday, bitch. Yeah. Two time for the birthday, bitch. Do you want to enlighten me as to the artist of that song? I don't know. I think it's called Ratchet Happy Birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I want to play it, but like... There's probably not an artist then. You know, I'm sure we could play it for the podcast as people, you know... Are are listening in because I don't think we're going to get sued by uh, anyone who owns the song to Ratchet Birthday. Ratchet Happy Birthday. I think I've been transported back to college. Like, I don't know what's happening. It's your birthday, bitch. Oh my god! Oh my god! I appreciate that. It's uh, a, was, uh, you know, "Happy Birthday" is a pretty boring song. Yeah, like that. That had a little bit more. That comes on at the club. Ass Man. is jiggling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Even people with no asses grow asses. Yeah, I mean, like my thighs juggle more than my ass, so I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> this belly can. <laughs> yeah, this this belly and these thighs can move. Somehow I still can't sit in a wooden chair for more than an hour. <laughs> I don't understand. And God forbid I attempt to sit on a plane. I have to bring like an old person donut to be able to sit down. It's absolutely awful. See, that's one of my coworkers refuses to leave the country because he hates sitting in planes. Like the like the discomfort level? Yeah. Let's discuss. Isn't that wild? <laughs> yes. So he literally won't take a flight that's more than like three hours. Is he, or is he tall? No. He's like five, six. Okay. And he's just not a fan of sitting in planes. And maybe it's just being like, like kind of stagnant for so long. Well, like get up and stretch, you know, move around, go to the bathroom, talk to the flight attendant. Be like, what's up girl? You come here often? Travel with a friend. What, just watch TV. I like, know, don't you like, lay down and watch Netflix? Right. He was like, it's just different. I was like, I don't see. Like, at that least. sounds like a claustrophobic thing. 
Because like, I have a little bit of that. That's like part of my anxiety. Like I like, like the room that we're in right now is very open. Like mm-hmm. I can see you. I know that there's a window behind me. Like I can tell that there's more to that hallway. So like I feel very comfortable in that like I am aware of my surroundings and my surroundings right. are like vast. Mm-hmm. Although I know I'm in Philadelphia. So sometimes like in the city, I'm like, like it makes me feel a little bit more like closed in. Right. Um, I don't really get that though. Like being on a plane, like claustrophobic scared to fly but no just sitting and like i'm very well traveled and cultured just kidding my family yeah i mean we can unpack traveling today yeah jack um, and i plan on doing it so let's fucking do it you're about to go on a trip yeah i'm going to um barcelona (laughs) i hate that (laughs) and then we're going to florence venice and room wow yeah and you know, you really are gone for two weeks. Yeah. This That's bitch great. is about to have it pop. Yeah. How are you doing that? How? Like, who are you going with? Um, one of, so one of my friends from back home, we've been friends since like second grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have you met Ayana? Yes. Yeah. So a college friend for yeah. those who don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's fucking great. Yeah. So, she's, yeah. I'm super excited to travel. I feel like whenever I go on a trip, I, I think I booked my flight for this trip in the airport in Lisbon. Yeah. After Ian and I yeah. <laughs> had our grand adventure. Grand tour of like, what, four days in Portugal. Did he Did he ever tell you how it ended? No, there was a lot. But I think we can unpack that if we want to unpack traveling today. Let's yeah. do it. So um, how far away is our food? It is. Nine minutes away. Okay. I'm about to shove this in my fucking meal. I know. Well, let's take a quick break. Yeah. And then we can sort of iron out what we want to talk about. I agree. With traveling, just so we can make sure we're on the same page. Because then we, we started black. <laughs> we started black, and now we're traveling. And we we're running. We're running away. So, yeah. Um. All right. Thank you, everyone. We'll be talking to you shortly. Ooh, Mariah. Oof. That's one way to describe that. <laughs> Okay, so we're talking about traveling as we're getting ready, and apparently we got on the subject of Mykonos, all the gays are going there, everyone's doing it, and Lindsay Lohan lost a finger? Honey, that's how you party at Mykonos, bitch. So, she like, she has a club, that's why she was in Mykonos, because she has a yeah, club Yeah, she has Mykonos. a beach club, right? And I think she was sailboating, and she got into an accident. And like, I think one of the rigs literally severed off her finger and they were able to reattach it. (gasps) She fucking lost her finger. I did not hear that. Did they find the finger in the ocean? I think it just like probably plopped on the deck. Oh my God. Isn't that gross? It's so ridiculous. segmented worm. Is that what it's like? Crazy things happen in Mykonos? I don't know. I have two friends that are there right now and it's just like, I'm poor. Constant Instagramming. So speaking um, of severed worms, we have my roommate, (laughs) Sierra. Hello everyone. Yeah. This is Sierra's first time on the podcast. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. I mean, I live here, so this is my house. It is your house. No, we split this three ways. That's true. You have a room. Wow, if you're going for the angry black woman archetype, you've <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we figured that Sierra could 
play into the travel conversation a little bit uh, because you've been to how many continents? Only two. Oh, I know. She's not very worldly. I'm not very worldly. <laughs> <laughs> I've traveled a lot, but I feel like I go to like the same places a lot of times. Where visit her my language family. is spoken. <laughs> to visit my family in Puerto Rico, to go to the Dominican, you know, you know typical. The tea. So, um, Lindsay Lohan's in Mykonos. Selena Gomez is who knows where. <laughs> Why are we where, are you, where are you going Gomez? next? Where am I going next? Well, you already said it. You've been to, though, a couple continents as well. Yes, I've been to, including the one that we unfortunately live on. <laughs> Especially. What a great continent. At, uh, at the moment. I've been to three continents. So I've been to Europe, the motherland. Even Russia? <laughs> Mother Russia? <laughs> you watch Glow? No. Oh, never mind. <laughs> No. I see it's on Netflix all the time. I do like, see it's, it's on, on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Um, but there's, no. a, there's a character called Zoya the Destroyer from Russia. <laughs> That's... That's your pussy's name. So you've been to the motherland. So yeah, I've been to Africa. I actually went to Morocco. And I think when people are in Morocco, they're like, oh my God, we're in the Middle East. I'm like, you're in Africa. <laughs> People also say the same thing about Egypt. Yeah. Well, Africa, not Middle East. Fun story. I hope she listens to this one day because it's one of my favorite things that she's ever said. My friend Lubna is Egyptian. And, you know, she was filling out college applications. And she's like, so am I technically African-American? And I was like, uh, yes, you are. Because by definition, she's a citizen of Egypt which is in Africa and she is also she's technic she's Canadian and then also American so are there African Canadians yeah no like do they call them African Canadians no 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 <laughs> literally this is actually an argument I've had with a lot of people okay let's unpack. America is the mm-hmm. only country in the or that I know of who says like you're blank American like I think mm. I knew that like, like in France, you are just French. Right. Like Latino American. Yeah. Interesting. It's I didn't so even realize that. Stupid. Like, yeah. It's because we're all searching for like where we're from. Right. Exactly. But you like know? if you're yeah. in France and they say you're like African French, it's because you are both Af- from Africa and you are in France. So why there is right. like a dual mm-hmm. citizenship thing. Right. But right. that's like, it's very literal. Whereas like, I'm African American. But I'm like Irish American. Yeah. Like, like what part of Ireland are you from? No clue. So, <laughs> <laughs> not a clue. Like we were talking about that this weekend. Just like mm-hmm. thinking of all different places where people are from. Like people know the villages where like their families are from. Like I don't have a goddamn clue. Could I research it? Of course. Like 23 and me was designed for millennials sure. looking for answers. But like that doesn't work for black people in many cases. Right. Cause yeah. there's no family lineage. Well, so there is a, um, there's like a, it's similar to 23 and me, but it specifically focuses on your tribal region. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Cause like I read about it. I mean, I'm not giving the government my DNA. Let's start there. But have you not heard about that? What? That's what it does. Like some like, of those. So 23 I know 23 and me, me, but it's the government. It's owned by Google or like Google has like some huge, it's like a parent company oh. of the company that owns 23 and me or something like that. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Like your information's being stored. 
Yeah, I mean, it is with this device that's in the middle of us right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm also like, putting out a podcast about my life into the world. Yep, everyone they knows. You through that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they can figure out pretty much everything else about me. They can figure out everything else. They can find out where to find your DNA. Exactly, yeah. They know where you live. They know where you're from. I so. know. Well, it's like, I think it's, when you think about traveling, I think mm-hmm. some people do view traveling as like going back to their roots and getting mm-hmm. in touch with their roots. Like, so I would imagine like for you, one of the coolest places mm-hmm. that you've been is Puerto Rico, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, like my parents were born there. So backstory, they were born there. They came here when they were, came to Maryland when they were 22. So they studied over MD? here. I know, MD, the <laughs> Glen Burnie. Mo Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, Jose and Vanessa. She won't be promoting this episode (laughs) on Instagram. Um, Um, But it was really awesome to go. I go, we try to go every two years. So, because my grandma lives over there, my aunts, my cousins, everyone. So, it's good, I mean, to see everyone and also to just be in touch with your roots. I feel like a lot of times, you know, we're over here, Mm -hmm. Americanized. And even though Puerto Rico is Americanized a little bit. Uh, majority especially with spanglish um Mm -hmm. but the culture is still there so like traditions are very different than they are here yeah well before you joined the podcast we were talking about like what's the thing all of us have in common Mm -hmm. despite the fact that we're all different like ethnicities and cultures and minority groups Mm -hmm. it's the fact that we're millennials and like that in itself is such like a commonality in culture Mm -hmm. that it feels like a little bit of like where you come from like it feels like i've like it's not that my race is millennial, mm-hmm. but I feel so much more connected to my millennial roots of where that stems from and yeah. how we got here through like generation X and then like the boomer generation mm-hmm. and like how all of us sort of came to be as people that look at the world in like such a different way. Like I don't, I don't have necessarily a connection to like Irish culture because my family never really celebrated like traditionally Irish traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, I Irish danced when I was a kid. I know. I heard that. <laughs> so gay. I can't believe you I know, did that. <laughs> but I. Uh, That's amazing. But then it was like, after that, what, they celebrated St. Patty's Day with every other every person other, in the world? I think we Not all me. did. Right. You didn't. I protest. Yeah, you did. St. Blatty's Day? St. <laughs> Daddy's Day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, that's God. just Tuesday. <laughs> so, <laughs> the date that this podcast is released. Oh, my God. Um. But yeah, so like I never celebrated that Mm -hmm. Irish culture beyond the Irish dancing that I did. Mm -hmm. And that was more music and dance, not... I mean, that's still being in touch. That is part of your culture. It It definitely is. is. I feel like, like I was telling Paul earlier, like I feel like there's so much that overlaps. I mean, I think especially with you and I, like as sad as it is to say, like we were like a lot of... Um, you know, his like Hispanic Islanders mm-hmm. and black people are pretty linked literally through the slave trade. It's true. Um, and it's, you know, it's unfortunate that what we unite on is like based out of this thing that was just Awful. a human atrocity. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you just, I think that's like the cool thing about being not white. It's like, you're kind of <laughs> used to like, like you have, weird idiosyncrasies in your culture which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. um and then there's just stuff where you're like your mom hit you with that too (laughs) (laughs) the chancla i was like i know the the fucking slippers i'm learning all about it's so true though my mom wore clogs but that was just because it was comfy i didn't know she wore clogs (laughs) they were like uggs (laughs) 
That's no chunk love. I know. <laughs> but Jack's mom has like house slippers. They're yeah, like but, flat little things yeah, but, that she slips in. But are and, they like, weaponized? Are they weaponized? Like you should like I mean, no. Like the British people are pretty passive, yeah. you know. So that's I think like so a different piece of their oh, culture. Son, don't do don't do that. Nope. Oh my god. That's <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, I can't imagine like I'm sure it happens in British culture, but just like it's more like it's a disapproving yeah. shake of the head, yeah. not, a, not a, a slap and a run around with a chunkla. Like. I've had like in-depth conversations on like, A, the threats that my parents have delivered me, which are comical. Like as an adult, they were comical. You okay. You use those threats. Like, like my mom, mm-hmm. or it was, I think it was my mom. She's like, I could slap the ash off your knee. <laughs> Is that like the equivalent of a white mother saying, I'll swipe that, slap that smirk off your face? Oh, I guess so. That's a good one. You've never heard that before? Okay, that was like, like, smack that smirk right off your face. She'd be like, "Uh uh-huh, you smug, huh? Okay. Yeah. Mozetta coming in. My mom will throw hands on It's so funny because... Mo- I've met Mozetta like several times and she's a wonderful woman. Like it's such just a amazing. bunch of it's just a bunch of like she's a woman raising a bunch of other women. She's gotta, you know, slap some yeah. kids around, I think. She's also from like the South. Like, mm-hmm. come on. That's just you're, not gonna, you're not gonna fuss. But so like jumping back a little bit, that twenty three and me, that travel finding mm-hmm. your roots conversation, I think that that is sort of a good well, I'm glad I'm the least gassy one on this podcast. That's you're the only one not drinking. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Would you like just some wine? wine? Uh, yeah, let me... yeah, let's take a quick break and then let's, we'll let's get some wine. Up. Yeah. Put up, put up. We'll be right back to unpack traveling. Okay, and welcome back. Erica has changed into a Lakers jersey. Um, uh, a Kobe jersey, because I'm 24. Who is that? Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my god. Both of our mouths just went, oh. <laughs> like, what, do you watch the NBA? No. <laughs> okay, I didn't think so. Um, okay. But he's Black Mamba. He's a great. <laughs> welcome I to thought you sports. pointed at me. I was like, I don't know what Black Mamba is, but I don't want to be that. <laughs> it's Kobe. <laughs> Okay. Like, this is now a like, sports podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I'm quitting. You guys can keep the equipment. No, I. Um, so we're talking about traveling collectively two continents. Yep, a lot of more countries, but yeah. Yeah, two, two continents, continents, Moss countries for Sierra, multiple continents for Erica. Not Tres. that many countries. Tres. Mexico, Lisbon. Or Lisbon is a city. Mexico, Portugal, and Morocco. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Not like Canada? I've never, I've been, never, been, I've to Canada. never been to Canada either. I have only like once though. Mm. Um, you only went for like a brief second? What's that about? <laughs> Just one night. I was there for one night. Oh, one night. Give <laughs> me one night. I like how we both had one night songs. Okay. Um, but yes, okay, so I've been Canada, United States, Mexico, Bermuda, Dominican Republic, Italy, France, England, I don't know. I've been, I've been to been. Yeah. Greece, Turkey, I've been to a few. You've been but, to Greece? Yeah, girl, I did a cruise. Oh. Um, 
Oh, if you count the cruise, I've been a lot to a lot of places. I think you should still count it, oh, even yeah. if you were just yeah. there for like oh, a yeah. minute. Like cruises, Belize, St. Lucia, so. all the, St. Martin, St. Thomas, a all those saints. Little, all the little saints, you know. And they're all countries? <laughs> yeah. So they count. They yeah. count, yeah. They're, I mean, oh, they're yeah, all I guess I've been to those. Turks and Caicos. Right. But whether you're traveling by like boat, air, car, bus, like there are just things that you see in airports. Oh, my God. And airports. airports, bus terminals, like wherever you are getting on your coach of <laughs> choice, your traveler of choice, there's always just like so much ridiculousness oh. going on. And I like, I don't know. I have this like thing, like when I'm traveling, I sort of have like a method to my madness, you know? And I feel like most people that travel frequently have a method. And my method is this. So I start by not packing, not thinking about the trip, not worrying about my flight until 24 hours before. Once, 24 hours. Yes, I don't need to I just don't need to think about it. It's not happening. I don't need to stress myself out. So 24 hours before I check in for my flight. 12 hours before I'm supposed to get on my flight if I'm awake, that's when I start packing. No. Mm-mm. Okay, well, I'm talking about when you forget things. Like in... <laughs> I'm talking about my method. So okay. can we talk about me for a does second? Does it work? Uh, <laughs> Let's unpack it that. It does work. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> shady. Um, so for me like I need that 12 hours before I like get all my laundry together that Jack has washed um, and I like pack it all up and I even have like a structure in how I pack. So like the suitcase, whatever, like the shoes go in one part, the underwear goes here, the, the whatever. Like it's, it's not about the suitcase. It's about the carry on bag. I have an extreme method to my carry on bag. My passport has to be in the same place. Okay. My work phone has to be in the same place. My charger, my books, my this, my that. Things, so every yeah. single thing that I bring. But also, it needs to be packed appropriately so that when you get to TSA, you know what you need to take out yes. and you know what pocket it's in because you cannot be that person holding up the line. Uh, um, I uh, do I have to take out my? You have to take out the laptop. Literally, take out the one liter of fucking ginger ale, Brenda. <laughs> take it out. Throw it out. Put it in the trash. Chug that water. And that tube of Vaseline. Well, actually, Vaseline's a solid. I've snuck on lube before. So, Ooh. I know. TSA, don't be listening to this PSA. Um, Speaking of PSAs, quick thing. If okay, you were, we were on a topic, it, it'll so literally fine. take a second. This is like a, a thing that people should know. If they have a dog running, like walking through the aisleway, you don't have to take off your shoes. <laughs> so when you go through TSA, <laughs> you know how they have like the like the TSA dogs. Yes. If they're sniffing, you don't have to take off your shoes. Oh, I thought you were talking about people traveling with their dogs and like when they're on no. the aisle of the plane. And I I'm like, why is everyone walking their dogs on the plane? I definitely understood it like that. Oh. So I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> Sorry, that tidbit was for the well traveled. It's, I am well traveled. I don't know, bitch. Like I travel like pretty frequently yeah, on Monday so mornings, yeah. and like there's dogs sniffing and stuff. And I, you know, I don't have to take off my shoes during that. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're sniffing for bombs. Right. So why would they? Because there's a shoe bomber, and underwear bomber and I always just whatever. thought it was like tied to the traffic level of the airport like if there's a lot of people they're yeah. just like come on get through I mean that's true but and that that's why they do the morning. dogs yeah that's why they do the dogs sniffing so they're like okay well we've already addressed this so you can just like go on and like mm-hmm. move yeah. on with your day and it doesn't matter how many signs like people have out don't pet the dog 
without fail, every fucking 40 year old woman. I know. It's like every 40 year old woman in line is like, ooh. And I'm like, can you not? Like, I. I just like seriously like I it just find it very frustrating that like there's just these like rules of the road that are supposed to exist when you're traveling and everyone seems to ignore them. Oh yeah. Even if you are traveling on a Monday. Do I really have to take my laptop out? Could you afford TSA pre-check? <laughs> no. Take your laptop out, Carla. And then you finally get through and you think that you're through security because like you you got your stuff out. But then you go through this like what do you call that? A minefield of people trying to put on their shoes? Oh, oh my yeah. God. I know. There's only like a couple benches. And the there's end. always that one person <laughs> who's like lacing up ice skates or something. Like, <laughs> it's so true. It's like, why did you wear, why did you wear those like, shoes? Triple tied, like thigh high boots while you're getting on a flight. You're not a drag queen. <laughs> or maybe. <laughs> well, maybe you're in the Mile High Club. <laughs> oh, did you better work. Yeah. So but I, mean, I she, like, she is. Yeah. I, I would like to discuss my biggest pet peeve okay. with oh. airplane wardrobe. Wardrobe? Yeah. Okay. Um, I oh, have wait. thoughts on wardrobe. Oh, so. I have, well, in Puerto Rico, I was always taught that you have to dress up to go to the airport. Like, as that's a thing. Such a, that heels, is, my grandma. It's such a Latina is, thing. I was going to say. Like, my yeah. grandma was like, oh, what, you, what are you going to wear to the airport? I was like, uh, I'm just going to wear leggings. <laughs> leggings <laughs> What I'm wearing right now. <laughs> what I'm wearing right yeah. now. She'd be like, Oh, what earrings are you going to wear? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't think I had to dress up for an event. I like, know. it's just the airport. You do. Like, when we landed in the Dominican, oh, you know. Everyone's it, dressed everyone's up dressed in heels. Nice. Whether you're picking somebody up no. or whether you're getting off the flight, everyone in the Dominican is dressed to the nines. Well, I feel like all the Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, like, I think Sierra doesn't leave the house without makeup. That's true. If it's, like, work mm. or, like, you know, Target. Not Walmart. Who dresses up for Walmart? Who goes to Walmart? I did. <laughs> Point proven. So if you're if you're if you're on the camp that you don't need to dress up, what's your biggest pet peeve then about air travel and wardrobe? It's not even dressing up. It's just you need to realize that you are going to so my issue is coming from Philly to San Diego, right? Like I'm traveling usually in colder months. Mm-hmm. And so like I plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. I cannot fucking stand it when <sighs> you get on the plane and this woman decides, wow, maybe these eight parkas I'm wearing is a little inappropriate. And so they're either like, yes. you're either buried in their parka that you didn't sign up for or you have to wait. Like, they don't understand that you need to step the fuck out of the aisle way. And you're, that should be your carry-on item. You don't get a bag and a jacket. Right. Sorry. Oh, and they put it in overhead? A hundred percent. You've never seen that? Do. Oh, You've my never, God. I they, do. Oh. With a roller bat? I'm like, no. bitch, you are no. No. Nope. nope. You should have spent the extra money to just check a bag. Check a bag. Check your coat. I don't care. Mm. And I just find it like incredibly rude because they're getting undressed in the aisle Mm -hmm. when other people are trying to get on and they're taking off layers that they then put Mm -hmm. up in the overhead compartment and first world problem, whatever. I have the luxury of being able to travel a lot. And that is one thing that absolutely grinds my gears. I fully understand. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. 
I'm real rude about it too. Like, I'm like, um, excuse me. Can you just like step out of the aisle way? And they're like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can't possibly take off this jacket sitting down. Oh like, God. why is it that difficult? And it doesn't matter the age. I, w- I will say no. it's, it's not an old person thing. It's not a young person thing. It's just mm-hmm. across the board. People who don't know how to travel in weather. It's for the uncultured. I don't even know if it's uncultured. Like I just, no, it's just like you, it's common. Some yeah, they do not understand the culture of the air. Like, here's the thing. My mom. That was dumb. <laughs> culture of the air. air culture. <laughs> air culture. AC. <laughs> right. AC. It is AC. Respect my AC. My mom is like, she's a traveler. Like, mm. she. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? I mean, she just, when she, she's efficient and she's confident. And I think that's what it means to be a traveler. Mm-hmm. You could literally go to. Arkansas once a year every year and that's the only place you travel to but if you go in you know you're you say all right I need to take my laptop out and I'm gonna make sure it's somewhere accessible so I can just pull it out phone out of my cargo pants (laughs) I hate it when it's like some old guy with 3,000 pockets and he's listening to all of them jingle and he settles on one business card he's like that's what's setting it off that's what's making the noise that's so not my retirement fund just jingling around literally probably the value of my 401k (laughs) and then he sets it off and he's like I got a pacemaker and you're like, (laughs) what? That's not it. That's That's not not it. But it's just like having that like common sense and like you just have it to a T. And then people are like, oh, what zone is it? It's two. It literally says two. two. It's a two of five. They even made the font bigger recently when I was just traveling. Yeah. It now Mm. takes up almost a majority of the screen. Wow. And I get that because it is a little confusing. And if you're further away, those monitors are small. That's true. When like you're standing right in front of it and you're trying to cut on in front of people that are in zone four or five, I just can't. I find it just like so, it's it's just like you have no common sense. And I think some of these people are experienced travelers, but mm. on the whole, they're not. Sorry, you were going to say something, Erin. Oh, I totally cut you off. But even when you like off the plane, you like when I went through customs, I was like, okay, these are the things that I need to have in order, right? Like, you shouldn't be shocked when you're traveling, when they're like, can we see your passport? (laughs) I checked it. (laughs) No, no, you didn't, because you couldn't have gotten on this plane without it. You couldn't have checked your bag without it. Oh, my God. Literally would not have let you check in. Like, there's so many people, and the fucking worst is when you're on a plane and... Someone's just like flipping shit. Oh, oh I. We have stories. We have to stories to tell. Mm-hmm. But it's like, dude, chill. Or like one woman. Oh my god, she fucking sucked. She's like, I don't like my seat. It's a middle seat. And the flight attendants like, did they pick this that is seat? a full? Pl- <laughs> They're probably like, they probably did the cheap thing where you don't choose your seat. Right. Yeah. Zone nine. Yeah. The basic economy. You're gonna get stuck. It's like you just sit. Yeah. And the flight attendant was like, well. You know, according to your ticket, like you opted out of choosing a seat. So that's why you have this seat. Right. And she's like, enjoy the bathroom. (laughs) She's like, I need like, she's like, I need more leg space. And the flight attendant looked at her, her regular ass stature. And she was like, okay. And she walked away. That flight attendant, I wrote Delta an email and I said, her name was Sam. 
I said, Sam was an amazing flight attendant, handled everything <laughs> with such grace and con- like I'm. You could have had a bad bitch. Sam, pumping it up, uh, pumping it up. Sam, Delta, flying out of LAX to JFK. You that bitch. She is. I I do. I will talk about the the seat thing for a second because as someone with longer legs and a taller stature, I can't fucking fit in those seats. It's hard. No, it yes. is. And, and now when I book travel for work, I request that like our travel booking company like gives me a larger seat so that I can fit and like I have longer leg room. Like, so I'm like, good. Mm-hmm. But any other time that I book, it's like sometimes an additional like $90 right. to mm-hmm. get the longer leg room. And I'm not saying that like I don't get the value in shorter people like you guys like upgrading to a space where you want more legroom because it's tight for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's really tight for me. But why don't they just have more seats at the back for taller people? Like, why can't you just like, why, why, why isn't there like a stick? Like, you must be this tall to ride, you know? Because and then they put you they in the back. they try like, to pack you in. They do. It's, it's all the gas prices, yeah. isn't it? It's just like, it's so crazy to me because like, that's one thing about air travel that it's not that I don't want to travel. It's just like, Sometimes not traveling for work if I can't like like getting legroom on an international flight oh. is so ridiculous. Now sometimes those planes are bigger, so it's better. But yeah. like I I just like it. I find it so incredibly frustrating because I literally can't sit. Let alone if I try to have my tray table down and then someone rolls their seat back behind me and I'm like, uh. <gasps> yeah, here I am. Yep. I'm like sucking on my knuckles. Like I'm just like completely destroyed. So I will also transition to what we were going to segue to is people acting a fool on flights because we've had some experiences, especially in the Dominican, like. It has been absolutely wild, and it's mainly alcohol-induced. It is not a cultural thing, but there is a level of impatience, I feel, with, like, Dominican travelers, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Well, like, that flight in particular, so Paul and I and our group of us from Wave. so Paul has talked about that before. The nonprofit he's about a part of, I am a part of it as well. But so we were coming back from the Dominican, from Santiago, to... JFK or Newark? Newark. Newark. Yeah. Newark. We don't, anyway. we don't do JFK anymore. <laughs> oh, <no>. We can't. <laughs> oh, it's too far. <laughs> too far from Philly. Yeah. And Newark was already far enough. Anyways, yeah. like we were coming back and we had a flight delay. So we were, all of us were already packed into this really tight aircraft, JetBlue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, um, call, call them out. I mean, call it was bad. Out. It was bad. We were all packed in there and we were waiting there for like over like two hours. Two hours? Yeah. Like just sitting there. And yeah. they, like they didn't let us get off. Like, mm-hmm. didn't at all. Anyways, people just decided to get intoxicated. Yeah, and because like, rather than, you know, like, giving people water and snacks. Nothing. They didn't give us anything. They gave people alcohol. Yes. Wait, what? Well, people were sitting there. Sitting. But. Like, amazing, but also, like, it was the end of the day. It's it, not like it was the morning, no, like, you're going to get a drink in. Like, it was nighttime. Like, we were leaving the DR. At that point, it was, yeah. like, 7 or 8 o'clock at night. It was. And we were getting in late. Yeah. We were supposed to get in around, like. Nine, I don't know. Yeah. Like 9 yeah. p.m. At, in Newark. Yeah. And then we didn't end up getting back till like midnight. Midnight, 1 a.m. It was, it was awful. And it was like the worst flight got I've ever been on. So rowdy. It was like seriously started screaming at the flight attendants. Like mm-hmm. 
they're going up and down the aisles, up and down the aisles, screaming, talking to each yelling, other. Yeah, hashtag like, JetBlue walkout. <laughs> hashtag JetBlue walkout. They did. They tried to get trending. It was like so ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And, and it was I, also so obnoxious. Like it was. It's not their fault. Like it was just like you no. know maintenance issues. Like do you want the plane to crash? Like right, exactly. And I no. think they even said that it was. I think their problem was like because you 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 have these people who are all frustrated on a plane. You're serving them alcohol, so it's getting worse. But like. JetBlue did not own up to the fact. No. They'd be like, five more minutes, five oh, more minutes, five more minutes. There's said- no easier way to piss someone off in life or on an airplane, mm-hmm. much less any travel experience, that you say, oh, in five minutes we'll be ready to go. No, they and said then 20 minutes. They were like, oh, 20, 20 minutes, minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. And then the people started mocking the captain because yeah. the captain came out and was like, we need everyone to calm down. And they were like, we need everyone. To come to, like, this is like it's, it's a plane of... full of Dominicans and like us. Like there's yes, six of us. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like it, it was, was, it was crazy. And people were like, I have to get up for work. Like, but like it was, it was yeah. wild. Like we're all going to the same place. We all just need to calm down. Like we're gonna get through this. They're missing like a part. They needed paperwork. They, they needed, needed inspections. Like, and the flight attendants and the captain are probably just as pissed off as we are. Probably, but yeah. I was just like the level of etiquette, like people like stormed mm-hmm. off the flight, which is mm-hmm. totally a security issue. So they let people get up, get off the flight, and then they let people get back on. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. this is totally out of control. Like we all called JetBlue after we got back because we were like, this is bullshit. So That wasn't even the worst part. Remember? No. The guy- oh, the fucking guy. Who so got- there was a guy oh. who got obliterated, like literally intoxicated, like. He was going up and down the aisles, causing a lot of chaos during the flight. So we were already up in the air at this point. Mm-hmm. And he just vomits all over himself. Awful. Like, awful. In, awful. Like, we're uh, in the air. And yep. you just smell it. Like, reeks. Oh like, God. one of our friends, Lindsay, was, like, about two seats behind him. It like, was crazy. Could you imagine being next to him? Oh. They were his friends. It was his friends. They were mm-hmm. just recording him. Like, yeah. he got arrested. So we also had to wait while... Like, once we landed. Marshals, right? yeah. Once well, we landed. Well, because then we finally landed. And then the air marshals came on. Like, security came on. So we had to wait. Like, more. And then we were waiting. And they, like, dragged him up. He's like, no, I don't want to go. And then they're, like, pressing him up against the yeah. wall to, like, make him stay and, like, stop. And then all of a sudden, like, people are getting their phones out, talking about, like, police brutality. And I was like, hold <laughs> the phone. This was guy wild. was so drunk, he just threw up on a flight and disrespected every single person around him. And now we're calling police brutality? Yeah. Like, yo, um, I'm all for recognizing where, like, police are acting up. This guy was a dick. He was an idiot. And was, like, an totally idiot. creating an unsafe environment in the air. I just ran over, but I just feel that, like, travel etiquette, specifically in airplanes, is, like, just next level. Like, you know? especially just next level. if we're in a small, like, area with, like, a ton of other people no. that you don't know. No. Not you great. can't. I oh. also feel like the, so my big thing with planes is they're disgusting. Like, oh, mm. circulated oh, air. Oh, so, yeah. Unless that bitch came straight off the factory line and you're the only person in it <laughs> and you're wearing a bubble. They're disgusting. <laughs> they're disgusting. They are. They're pretty disgusting. You think they clean out that seat, that seat back pocket? No. In between no. flights? No, ma'am. I found oh. crumbs. I found like snacks. Like it just, no. They don't do jack shit. They wipe down surface level. They don't, they don't even do that. They vacuum. That's it. They oh. vacuum. And if, if there's something that like they cannot get away with not cleaning, they'll clean it. I like just... if I, you know, vomit over myself, like they have to clean that mm-hmm. because people they can vomit. be like, oh, look at that vomit. Literally an airborne disease. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but they, it was horrendous. There was some model. I think it was Naomi Campbell work oh but it was Respect. it moment was of a silence model. for naomi moment of silence for naomi 
Let's, did you just do the same thing? <laughs> I hope it echoed like I it was so. It was that was synchronized. It was, it was synchronized. Synchronized tongue pop. That was painful. That was amazing. Wow. Anyway, watch it's not even Naomi Campbell, but she it oh, was whatever. like some model. And what she does is she wipes down everything. <gasps> it is Naomi Campbell. Yeah. It is Naomi she Campbell. Yes. Literally, yeah. I mean like top to bottom wipes everything down. And I'm looking, and she even said, like, this is more for my peace of mind. Like, I don't think I'm doing anything. But, like, I have my parents' godchildren's parents, so my parents' best friends. Mm -hmm. The wife was a flight attendant, and she was like, we weren't, like, they don't do anything. Like, I can guarantee you. Like, Mm -hmm. um, the water that they use for coffee and tea comes from the same system that they use for their toilet water. Of no co- way. That's why people say don't drink the coffee on airplanes. Oh my mm-hmm. god. And I do. Wait, I definitely <laughs> do. <laughs> not anymore. I try not to. Wait, I did not know They're that. Like, Cuz how do they get that water it's hot? Where like, does that water come from? It's Where? called like potted water or something like that. Oh, it's like a no. base. Yeah. It's like a basin. It's this giant basin and it's just all of the water comes from the same thing. Oh, why do we do this? Why do we travel? So, meanwhile, I did just find a picture of Naomi Campbell <gasps> in latex gloves. A blanket over the seat. She has wipes and a face mask on. You know and what? she looks She's amazing. Fierce. And it fierce. says fly safe. You with a work. With a sponge and an airplane. Hey, you emoji. know, she's not gonna get sick. No, <laughs> she isn't. And if she does, that's crazy. I mean, so why she... do we do this to ourselves though? Why do we travel? Like what is our inspo? Telling find ourselves. I yeah. Let's take a quick break and then when we come back we can talk about our reasons for traveling. Okay? Okay. Uh, Okay, and we're back with our traveling episode of Let's Unpack That. So um, let's talk about our reasons as to why we travel. Because during the break, we were just sort of huddling up. And we were talking about, like, there's so many reasons as to why we travel. Also, if our voices change, it's because we're now podcasting in the dark by candlelight. Ooh. And it's romantic. It, it is has, very romantic. It has nothing to do with, like, power. We just decided to do it this way. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Sierra, let's start with you. Why do okay. you travel? I think food. Food mm. is definitely such like a big thing that like all culture all cultures have, you know, something different. So, especially in Puerto Rico, for example, um I love my grandma's food. Mm-hmm. So, especially mm-hmm. going there, like that's something I look forward to. And also in the Dominican, like it brings people together, like it's whatever, if it's sweet, savory, and there's also all different kinds. So, I think that's why I love traveling and trying new things. Even though I am a vegetarian slash pescatarian. <laughs> I still eat fish. That's a shame. I know. I Puerto Rican as a pescatarian is, is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But, I mean, it's something that brings people together. So I, that's why I love it. You know, it unites us. I can fuck with food. Like, I, for me, like, I, I whenever I think of, like, travel and food, I always think of Greece. Yeah. Because, seriously, like... The olive oil, the mm. lamb, the bread, the butter, mm-hmm. like the fucking feta there. Like mm. everything was just so fresh. Like in the morning we would start every day with just like 
deli meats and cheeses, Mm -hmm. which like such a better thing for your stomach than like starting with fucking like eggs, bread, like soft cheeses and like Mm. fucking sugary cereal. Like I just felt like so like healthy in the morning with like just a cup of coffee and like some light like deli meat. Like I know it sounds silly, but it was like lean to start your day with. Mm -hmm. And then like you'd like do your lunch thing with like lunch always had like a salad. Like they did some rice in Greece as well or like, Mm -hmm. but then dinner and late lunch you had like pasta and like at everywhere you went there was like olive oil on the table and vinegar on the table mm-hmm. and like balsamic mm-hmm. like you had any any spice or condiment that you wanted but it wasn't like fucking ketchup and mustard salt and pepper no. it was mm-hmm. like things that actually brought like flavor out of your food sure. so like that is definitely a reason that i love traveling. the coffee too oh, like I so know. coffee everywhere is so Ugh. different like in france and like when i went to france mm-hmm. and spain and also like the dominican coffee and puerto rican coffee like that's a tradition like it's it is the cafecito, yeah. like you use your cafetera like that's uh-huh. everywhere like you're always offered that after a meal or like when someone comes over to your house so mm-hmm. or italy you have espresso after yeah, your meal it's like always yeah. like yeah so mm-hmm. I love that. And I also love the taste of coffee. Yeah. Versus I'm like, like addicted to caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> Americans are like, uh, decaf at night? We're like almost, at, most yeah. people, I no, would say, drink people coffee No, people have espresso morning. and yeah. like at night too. How does that? Well, I do. In, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. You need help though. <laughs> Maybe. Even in Morocco. So like they call, um, they call mint tea, like Moroccan whiskey because Ooh. you have it at the end of a meal. So it's like, and I will say Moroccans know what the fuck they're doing because you'll have spice wise. Oh my God. And they're almost 100% self-sustainable. So if you're eating like Mm -hmm. a fruit Mm -hmm. or a vegetable, Hmm. it was grown in Morocco, um, which is so cool. And for dessert, they get this giant, unnaturally beautiful plate of fruit. Wow. Like Like bananas, oranges, like tray. Yeah. Tray. Ooh. And then huh. after you have mint tea mm-hmm. and it's so good. Like I've had mint tea from like TJ's who's like, you know, I ride for Trader Joe's, but oh, yeah, God, I mean, he has the best dick in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She rides for that. <laughs> that chorizo. But <laughs> I don't think that Trader Joe was uh, any type of Hispanic. Chorizo's chorizo. Chorizo. <laughs> That's what he does. It's, it's actually soy chorizo. They don't sell chorizo. They sell soy chorizo. So, I've eaten it. Oh, yeah. We it's have. good. We've but, eaten it. Mm-mm. Any jueves. But, um, <laughs> for them, eating is like an experience where, like, they generally don't eat one course. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you'll have not an appetizer, but, like, one thing, like, a salad usually. And mm-hmm. then you'll have, like, your meat and, like, a couscous dish or tahini. Oh. Tahini, so not tahini. I know what you're talking about. Tajin. Tajin. Yep. Yeah. Tajin is a fucking spice. Mexican put on spice. Fucking fruit. Like, mangoes. What's like tahini? It's so good. No. Tahini is something else. Tahini is oh, okay. also something else. Yeah. Tajin is like a style of cooking. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, everything's like this whole experience and it feels like when you eat, like they wouldn't eat meals how we do. Like we eat our meals at our breakfast bar. Mm-hmm. And, like, they generally eat at around the table. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Actually, so, same. Like, we eat around the table, too. Yeah. Mostly. And my family didn't. Like, my mom would be, like, in the kitchen 
cooking while like eating while she cooked Mm -hmm. and then my dad would watch tv and he would sit in his chair and then i would sit at the table like you know sneaking the dog some crumbs Mm -hmm. and so like but by the the dog you mean your sister (laughs) (laughs) you heard it bitches Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah i I was gonna say i think that's funny because like i think about my family like growing up and we always it was like always always dinner around the table and then like once my siblings all moved out like my parents were more comfortable eating in front of the tv and like now they do they were redoing their kitchen Mm -hmm. so now like they're so used to that habit of Mm -hmm. like eating in the like living room in the living room yeah where now they have a breakfast bar that they never had before so they still do breakfast and stuff right there but now like the breakfast room is connected with the dining room the dining room is always for like fancier stuff so Mm -hmm. now it's like they still eat dinner in the in the tv room which is interesting because that's never were we Hmm. ever allowed to do that growing up like with oh my god like you can even take your food you can like if you went to the bathroom during dinner it was like get your ass back here you know like that that. was your parents probably trying to instill like what i think is like a important experience which is a meal Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is why i think like my favorite thing about traveling is i try to meet as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. So And food is a part of meeting oh, people yeah. like, for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah you bond, bond over that. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, you yeah. like plantains too? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember so I went with a uh, one Ian Larson. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> Some girl. <laughs> <laughs> and we went to Lisbon together and it was a super short trip, but I mean, we would sit down and we would have even espressos, we would sit down, mm-hmm. and you can always get them to go, of course, but we would sit down and we would drink espresso, and we would just, that was us, like, winding it down for a second, mm-hmm. and it was our last night in Lisbon. It's like a Sunday night, and I will say, in Lisbon, they treat Sundays as, like, it's a lively way to wind down. So there's everyone's oh. out by the water. I don't, I don't know how that. I don't know I don't how know. that. Oh my but God. Explain. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So you have everyone out by the waterfront, like, you know, old people, people around our age, kids, families, everyone's there. Um, you know, they sell wine and whatever. They have live music mm-hmm. and like everyone's just chilling. Like there's artists selling like, you know, local, like their works and it's, a very like everyone's out and about but in a way where they're like clearly not pressed about what's happening with their time Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. it's like all right i had nothing that i needed to do Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna like be in the community for the day and then i'm gonna go home and eat and then i'm gonna start my week and so ian and i are like oh yeah we could get used to this and so we're walking around we go to some amazing Italian place for um, dinner and wine is super cheap there. So of course we got right. a bottle. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> As you should. Easy. And then, um, <laughs> my arm. Yeah. Like five <laughs> we euro. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, let's, let's head back to the Airbnb. And so we're walking and this is my second time going to Lisbon. And I say, Oh my God, I've been to that Irish pub before. And he was like, oh, I want to know how Guinness tastes here because it's different Mm -hmm. depending on where it's made. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, why not? Let's have a drink. Bye. Done. All I remember (laughs) was (laughs) 
there's more to the story, but only the people who need to know will know. It's all right. This but, is rated explicit. I'm <laughs> trying to save face. But all I remember was it's me, the bartender who's Brazilian, Ian, who is half Brazilian, mm-hmm. but speaks enough Portuguese yeah. and yeah. is very much connected to the part of him that's Brazilian. Mm-hmm. And then um, a guy who is just local from Lisbon, older gay male. And then this young Swede who I may have connected with through Tinder. Oh. And first of all, when you hear young Swede, I know you're thinking 6'2", blonde hair, blue eyes. Oh, 100%. That's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Try 5'6". <laughs> Dark features. Oh. So he's actually, oh he's Middle Eastern, but he's... Swedish and he was so that's actually what started the question I'm ignorant when I'm drunk and I was like oh my god you're like not Swedish at all and he was like shut up (laughs) (laughs) who invited her (laughs) anyway but I was like oh my god you're like not Swedish at all because like physically he is almost the exact exact opposite of the stereotypical Swede and he was like, oh, well, you know, my parents are both Syrian. And I was like, then why don't you say you're Syrian? He's like, because I'm from Sweden. Mm. And um, you're like, oh, my God, crisis. It's like, <laughs> uh. And then the older guy who was local from Lisbon was like, why do Americans do that? I'm like, why do you why can't you be a Amer- Like, why do you have to be one or the other? He's like, I'm. Portuguese, but my family is Spanish. I don't see the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Only because in my honest opinion, Portugal was like a part of Spain that just kind of broke off a little bit. It's like if California decided (laughs) to be independent. Okay, so they came up with their own language too. Like, congratulations. Oh my god. Felicidades. And Um, I I did get in this argument with some Portuguese or with some yeah, with some Portuguese guy Portuguese guys the first time. Just like the Dominicans and Haitians. Yeah. They're just the same. Fuck (laughs) you. Don't put me in that. I bet you you just put yourself in that. Portuguese aren't that oppressed. Okay, work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we like, she has fats. But um, just like the conversations that we had, Thanks. like, I found out that the Bad Girls Club is huge in Portugal. Really? Like, the American version of, of the... Bad the you, oh. you know what the girl has the two, like, cookie sheets, and she's like, y'all are gonna let me sleep. You, you know what I'm She's like... I don't only know Bad Girl Riri, but yes. <laughs> I got Riri. <laughs> But um, like they know, they know about like the fact that Eagles fans are absolutely heinous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like they're yeah. very in tune with what's happening, and because they laugh at it. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the thing. I if I can give anyone advice, it's know that the world does have their its eyes on you when you're an American. So like mm-hmm. people almost immediately recognize us as Americans. And I was like, what is it? And they're like, it's the way that you walk. And it's just like your presence. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) And they're like, that? 
Yeah, that's what Jack always says to me. Like, he's like, you can always tell that an American's in the bar because they're loud. Mm. And I'm like, I, I, I get it. But like, I think about like, Italians are very loud. Greeks are very mm-hmm. loud. Like, Hispanics are very Hispanics loud. Hispanics are very loud. Like, and I, so like, I'm always like, I don't know, but they're like, it's a, it's just a different type of loud. Yeah, you don't know, you, you're, the places in which you are loud, it's a different type of loud than yes. the loudness that is around you. I think and we're I'm like, like loud in a way where it's like, we're taking up the room. Whereas, yeah. like, if you have a room full of Italians yelling, that's just some Italians talking. Right. Versus, if like, you, if it's one, if you're one American. Yo, yo, like, yo, bro! <laughs> yo! Yo! And it's like, it's brat, a, shut up. Shut up. Literally, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Fucking Chet. Yeah. It is. I just, like, find it so interesting when you say, like, that people and experiences, like, getting to know people um, while you're traveling. Because I, like fucking live to make friends while I'm traveling. Mm -hmm. Like I love travel friends. Like I have friends that I will never see again, never really talk to again besides like messages on Instagram. But like Mm -hmm. they're a part of my experience. But also like when you find friends while you're traveling who you can continue to connect with. And like, Mm -hmm. I always think about my friend Sue and her daughters who are like my age. Um, But we met Sue on our cruise to Bermuda and like she just, and I might've told this story on the podcast before. So clock me if I'm wrong, but you know, we were just on the cruise ship and she came up to me and she was like, how the hell have you been? And I was like, what? Like I've been, I've been great. Like I, I just assumed that I knew her and I never actually knew her. So she like just saw me. She saw me having fun. Mm -hmm. So she asked how I was doing that day. And I just assumed that we must've been friends. So I just went on with it for a day and then realized I had never met her because like, I think when you're traveling, people just have a different like thing going on in their head Mm -hmm. of like, I can connect with people. I'm more loose. Hopefully like, you know, we can, we can chat. I can be myself. I'm not being judged. I'm never going to see people again, which is like, I think a sad reflection on American culture that you can't do that every, many people can't do that every day. But like, when you travel because you are released from some of your daily responsibility, you're just okay to connect with people, whether it be on food or whether it just be with that person in general, because you feel like you can just talk to them and ask them questions. I also feel like sometimes it can be the same at bars in America too. Like of just like getting to know somebody at a bar and they're only your friend for that night. But I think like traveling is different. Like Mm -hmm. some of my other friends have like, they've met, people while they travel and then they're like where are you guys going next oh we're going here oh so are we mm-hmm. great let's travel together let's rent a car together and i'm like what can you imagine that it- like you met your husband like oh true that's what i mean like, <laughs> i was gonna say what? um sis <laughs> like that's yeah. an amazing story in itself like traveling really brought you together mm-hmm. like which is so awesome to think about yeah it was mostly the food but yeah i mean <laughs> sure yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably why um but but yeah that's true so i think about like my i don't know my like favorite thing about traveling is I'm just like, I feel like I've been to a lot of places and this Mm -hmm. will probably come off like stuck up. You? Oh, never. (laughs) Read me. (laughs) Like I don't, I don't necessarily get excited to like be in a new place anymore. I'm just like appreciative of it. Like I feel grateful that I just get to sort of like, see it and experience it. Like, I feel like there used to be that time when I would travel where I'd be like, Oh my God, look 
at this, look at that, look at this, look at that. I just feel like I have an appreciation for like walking around and being like, oh my God, I'm somewhere so far away from home. Mm -hmm. And like, I was in Philadelphia 12 hours ago and now I'm halfway across the world, Mm -hmm. like whether it be in Greece or London or, you know, even on the West coast or Hawaii, like I've had so much opportunity to go to some of these cool places. And I just feel like I kind of roll with the punches and just like see what's about. So I feel like, I don't know if that means my favorite thing is exploring or sightseeing or the never stop. Never stop. Come on. Come on. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. We are, we are the most loyal alums ever. Um, but yeah, so I feel like it's like that, just that total shift in mindset that I've had over the years of traveling where like, it's not like I'm going to Greece and I'm like, I'm not impressed by this. I'm, I was just there and I was like, Hey, this is cool. Mm -hmm. Like, and I feel that through traveling, I've been able to like get an appreciation for the travel. I don't need to brag about the fact that I travel anymore. When I first started traveling, I was like, look at this, look at that, look at this, look at that. And I'm like, look where I am. And like 50, hundred pictures a day, which is like fine. If you know, you do that. I mean, it's not like, I don't particularly enjoy seeing your content like that, but like, you know, I get that like people do that, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't even feel the need. I'm just feel like it's a part of me now. Mm -hmm. So that experience, that fulfillment I receive through just like being in another place, it's, it's, it just, it feels like I'm home when I'm away because like, I'm not trying to get too fucking yogi or anything. Namaste. Yeah. (laughs) I know. But that's like the music I listen to while I travel. That's not music I listen to on a daily basis. Like Mm. I have specific like tones that set the mood for me when I'm traveling. And it's always like very distant, very like, what do you say that word? Like melody with an IC on the end, like melodic. melodic? I was like melodic. (laughs) (laughs) Melodic. I never, fucking know i never was in you know to the arts. so i you know i i just always try to slip a, dip, a dick in anything so um <laughs> I, I you know <laughs> so i just like i don't know i i i find that that experience of traveling is just like so it's a cerebral i think yeah. experience with like the senses that i'm using like my my eyes like it just i'm like oh, wow you know like i just i'm impressed but i'm not like Oh, wow. Look at that. You know, like when people are like, how was your trip? I'm like, it was so great. Like, that's all I need to say. Mm-hmm. I don't need to give you the, the play by play versus when I first started traveling. I was like, look at my 3000 pictures that I uploaded to my MySpace and my Facebook. when people show me their pictures. Like, no. I don't want to scroll through this with you. This picture though, of a duck that you took. Right. Me. Like my friend did. So she went to Italy and I think she saw like her great, great grandparents house. And like, I needed to know that story. For, in order for the picture to have any like to resonate at all <laughs> yeah. because I was like it's an Italian yeah. house and she was like oh and like pointing things out that's fine don't show me <laughs> a thousand pictures of you in the same regular ass outfits that you would wear in the United States with a slightly different background a hundred percent like I could yeah. get a green screen bitch and be in Mykonos I could be <laughs> Mykonos bitch <laughs> 
I totally agree with that. Like one of my coworkers right now is like she's in the UK. Uh, Jules actually co-host. Oh, um, so her co uh, uh, intermittent guest. She's been demoted. Let's ah! I'll test her see if she listens to this. Um, but she's in the UK right now and she has like massive like sleeves. She has like her full UK like tracksuit look trendy. down. Like, oh yeah, no, she looks she's so she has great style. Yeah, she looks so good. Like she looks Pull and I I keep I like hating on all of her pictures. Um, and like she posted this picture yesterday. It was like, Oh, there's the tea or oh, it's time for tea or oh, something like that. Time. Yeah. But I think that's like Good. She chose I mean, one picture, you know. Yeah. Yes, and she I'm, looks so good. My kind of tea, and it's a cocktail. Oh, she looks that's great. It. She looks stunned. And then she like posted this one of like, come on, outfit. Like, look at that long Ooh, coat, like with the London Bridge. Yeah, her her man's pretty hot. I was gonna say they're a very beautiful couple. Yeah, and so um, I we'll post pictures. this picture on the Instagram so people can. But I do think like I do take pictures. Like it's not that I don't, but right. I don't. Are they for you or are they for other people? Sometimes they're for me because yeah. I like, you know, yeah. sentiment. Like, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, like in the Dominican, I like took a picture of like a flower that was like near Ramfis, mm-hmm. one of uh, our, our, a member of Onda Wave. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, you know, like that's just for me. I don't share that with anyone else. Like that's just for my own like viewing. You don't, and, you don't post it on Facebook. You're yeah. like, Blue, beautiful flowers I mean, in all capitals. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I think pictures, like, they tell a story. So, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's not that they're bad. But I do, like, I understand the point of, like, yeah, over a thousand pictures. And, like, I'm seeing the same yeah. one a billion keep times. Keep volume low. Like, keep I know. volume low and, like, content high. Come on. Like, I, quality exactly. High. Give exactly. Me caption. Like, <laughs> or go Beyonce, where the picture is so fired that by adding a caption just distracts. Maybe just an emoji. Yeah, oh. something simple or nothing. Or nothing. Jack I could never post something it with his and I and I strictly through emojis. True. You know? That was way ago. Yeah, and it's it's Jack Warren on Instagram. If anyone's interested. Shameless plug for the hub. Oh, nice. Oh, well, I have a couple of those. So, oh. Um, oh. as we get on the topic of back Butt on the plugs. topic of annoying travelers. <laughs> And butt plugs. <laughs> Let's take a quick break and then we'll we'll quick jump back to wrap us up. Wrap it up. No bear back. Okay, and we are back with a new segment that we're calling Guess the Airline. <laughs> Wait, I came up with a thing. All right. <laughs> Delta American Spirit. Who done it? Delta American Spirit. Guess it. <laughs> Who done it? So that's what you said the first time. Oh shit! So this is a game where Sierra reads us a news story, and then Erica and I have to guess the airline. So Sierra, you'll read the story, then Erica will say her answer, and I'll say mine, or vice versa. And it's best of three. So, so what do you get if you win? The winner gets just bragging rights. It's fine. I know. All right. Number one. So a puppy reportedly died in an overhead bin. A 10-month-old French bulldog died on a blank flight 
after its owners said they were forced to store it in an overhead bin by a flight attendant on this airline. In the overhead bin? Yep. Yeah. After right, experiencing wanna... outrage, there is also a new pet policy afterwards. So. Do you want to go like on the count of three? One, two, two three. three. American. United. Oh. I said American. Erica said United. It was United. Oh, oh nice. United Airlines. Yeah. I remember because I remember that too. Actually, Trevor Noah did a little spot on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Isn't that awful? That's horrible. No, that's, that's so horrendous. Bad. But that wasn't. This is like I think that was like the fifth dog to die that year. Under United. That's so crazy. Well, that a they, flight attendant told them to do that. Because like, they want they wanted it what in the like under storage, mm-hmm. and they made them put the dog they in made the overhead. overhead or like on their lap. They wouldn't. Nope. nope. They must have heard it like freaking out. They, That's like, like died. Like they just run out it? of air. Maybe it fell asleep, so they didn't hear it. Mm. Or just died. Like it probably oh. it was it was ten months old. And oh. Frenchies have very bad respiratory systems. But That's also, bad. like, don't put the fucking Frenchie in, you know, mm. the overhead bin. That's awful. Okay. Well, Erica, you win that point, but. I Swan. guess, yeah, that's Cheers really that's really Swan. hateful that you know that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so She's petty. just culture. <laughs> All right, next one. Oh, this one's like, okay. So a worker was fatally stabbed at the Philadelphia International Airport. This oh. happened in May. Oh. So, And it was a third party working for a certain airline. Yes. Do you know what airline it was? Anyone? On three, one, two, oh. three. American. Southwest. You want me to tell you? Yes. It's Frontier. Oh. So a third part, like a person, an employee from Frontier reportedly stabbed another employee in secured area gate E6 at the Philadelphia International Airport. Well, okay, because I was traveling during that time because the day that- Happened in May. Yes. The Mm -hmm. day that I got on the flight was the day that that woman got sucked out of the plane (gasps) on Southwest. Wait, I didn't even have that story. Yeah, they had to land, emergency land in Philly. Wait, she got sucked? Like- Yes. So a piece of the engine on the side, like the turbine, flew off, smashed the window, and it depressurized the cabin. (gasps) And she either did or did not have her seatbelt on. I don't know. So her the top of her body got sucked out and then whacked against the side of the plane and it killed her on impact. So she didn't so get Southwest. sucked. Yes, and she didn't get sucked out all the way mm. because there were like her, the passenger next to her grabbed her by the waist and was trying to like bring her back to life. But because she got sucked out so quickly and then like hit the side of the plane at however many hundred miles an hour, you know, uh, mm. yeah, it killed her immediately. And I was flying that day. Out of Philly, I had just gotten in the air, so Dude, it was, that was like in Philly. Yes, well, they had an emergency land in Philly. I think they were like oh. on their way to something else, but it was, it was Southwest, and I remember that happening right after that. Something happened in May, and so I thought it was the same airline. Well, that's why I said Southwest, but also American is the Philly hub. So I was I, gonna say I yeah. said American. No, that was it's... a good guess. Yeah, we yeah. both Frontier, had good guesses. Yes, Frontier. I had a more more of a reason for that one. When you reached over, I thought you were gonna hit me, and I was like, Dude, no, I was just lifting your mic. <laughs> Okay, okay, last one. Um, there's two, but I don't think the last one. Okay, I'll give you another. Sorry, let's do it. So, a man in his underwear <gasps> reportedly ran onto. <laughs> Paul? <laughs> Was this Paul? Um, ran onto the tarmac at Atl- Atlanta's airport, so jumped onto the wing of a plane, of a certain plane, <laughs> and pounded on the this windows while yelling at the passengers inside. Wait, wait, okay. How did, one, how did he get through security? 
Two, why Ryan. did he ditch his clothes? <laughs> Three, why he would he jump? On, why would he jump on the wing of on the, the plane? Wing. Jumped on the wing of the plane of some sort of. This is the, <laughs> I, have, I have, I have, so many issues Maybe, with all of that. Yeah. This sounds like more of a Florida man. Story. I know. That I mean, funny. Georgia is very it's close very to close. Florida. All right, are so you ready? So what sort of what plane? Like, what was the what was the airline plane? that he jumped airline on to? He jumped on. And was yelling at the Hang on, I inside. need to think for a second. I, th- I, I, I don't know if this is the answer, but I know this is my answer. <laughs> okay, all right. Because I feel like American and United, like, you know, I'm just like sort of going through it in my head. Like, I don't think it was Frontier. I do think, I think I know the answer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> on three. One, two, three. Spirit! <laughs> oh! <laughs> I said, you want me to tell you the one? I said Spirit. Yeah. Erica said Delta. Who's Delta? Because oh, Atlanta is Delta's hub. Hub, okay. I'm okay. literally going purely based on uh, the, the where the hubs, volume so yeah. helps me. <laughs> but Wait, that is some ghetto no, shit. No, isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like oh, this guy's like, you know what airline would let me get away with this? Uh huh. They spirit. They would take off with him still on the side. <laughs> I and they'd still charge him for what? Oh, I, I can't I, believe. <laughs> They still charge him the seat the, fee, the, the $35 seat choice fee. <laughs> Oxygen, you didn't pay for that. Yeah, no, sir. My friend was once riding on Spirit, and she was, like, super fucking cold. She was, like, freezing. And she, like, said to the, the flight attendant as she was, like, strolling by with a car, she's like, do you mind if you have a blanket? The woman, dead serious, just goes, no, but I could get you a trash bag if you wanted. <gasps> I am a spirit flight attendant. <laughs> she she either decided, she, really she looked her up and down and said, you don't deserve a blanket. Or two, she said, ma'am, like we don't have blankets on this fucking airline. People have used bags in the past. You'll be fine. Like I seriously have no idea what the, what the option was. Like, I don't know what it was, but she said it dead serious. No smile, wow. nothing. And my friend was like, I'm fine. You know, you know what? Like, that doesn't even surprise me. No, it I doesn't. Like a trash bag. Could you imagine seeing someone in like a trash, like a poncho, basically? Like, right. Yeah, that's no, good. no. I, I will help you say this, yeah. and this pissed me off so much. So I was, we were in Portugal, and we had like met up with some people. This was the first time, and there was this girl, and she was French, and she was like, I just don't understand why Americans think that traveling has to be an experience. You do not need the first class. You do not need the check baggage. It is like taking a bus. And I'm thinking, listen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That accent. Mozambique was once a French colony. Still is. I hate you. Because she is from Mozambique. Mozambique. Oh <laughs> that was not bad. I, I, I think once I get in my French accent, it gets much better. It gets a little Kenyan. <laughs> Kenyans? Can you confirm? Don't know. Yeah. But, um, well, actually, I've been there, so yes. <laughs> um, but um, I was like, no, I think it's different in America because the second things get cheap, people start treating you different, right? Like Chick-fil-A, slightly higher price point than uh, Popeye's. They're going to thank me for my service. You, yeah, Chick-fil-A, yeah. 
have a great day. My pleasure. Mm. My Popeyes, pleasure. your food. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that like, was a spot on. That like one to two dollar price difference makes a difference. Significant. So when you're flying Spirit, when like compared to like a real airline, like honestly, probably like two guys. Running a tin can is probably more legit than Spirit. <laughs> I, I would agree. And they charge you like extra for everything. Ev- so, oh, yeah. pick your seat, pick your bag, like, you know, That's what I'm saying. enter so, the like, flight. At the end of the day, you're paying <laughs> more. Your yeah. bathroom fee. Yeah, Here's it's not thing. worth it. Yeah. My advice to anyone who sees themselves traveling often enough is get, so I have the American Express Delta Rewards, whatever, mm-hmm. card. And it's great because they have to respect you a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's like you're a customer mm-hmm. on two fronts. Yeah. You're not just a traveler. You're yeah, a customer. Like, yeah. Like I'm them. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I call and I have a complaint. You complained about your last flight. Oh, I complain about everything. Cause didn't they schedule you? Like- yeah. They just completely changed my flight. And that happened too with mm. Norwegian, but Norwegian has no loyal to me. I have no loyalty to them. So, like, if I complain, they're just going to be, like, fucking figure it out, You bitch. don't pay us an annual fee. Right. Like, yeah. fly Luke Donza. So, yeah. Um, and D- so... But, but also don't. <laughs> Actually, the first time I flew on them was very nice, but... I've only flown one airline, or two airlines overseas. But anyway, um, like, I call Delta, and, like, I'm a huge bitch when it comes to customer service. <laughs> And I was like, I know, (laughs) you know, I've been a loyal member of Delta since I can remember. And I'm even a card holder. Honestly, sometimes I feel like American treats the people who aren't their customers better than Delta treats their actual customers. (laughs) 10,000 miles, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Straight away. Right. Yeah. And if it's a, if it's really something to complain about, like I do not, I cannot fathom why you wouldn't complain. Mm. Agreed. I mean, we have complained every we time complained. that JetBlue has been awful to us. Yeah. That's true. And we've gotten credits both. Well, I've gotten credits both I've times. I've credits, like, yeah. And I found, I usually find that like JetBlue is sympathetic. However, recently decreased their customer service by like mm. a milli. And I... A milli, a milli, a milli. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it just, I'm like, I find it like very frustrating. So again, Spirit, Frontier, whatever, like it's fucking worth it to like book up. I think if you can afford it, yes. I, I like book down on your hotel, book up on your air travel. Yes. Like, cause I once flew Frontier in and out of Tampa and they canceled my flight because it was snowing in Philly on my way out. Like two, when I was leaving Tampa and they were like, our next flight is next Tuesday. It oh, was six that, days away. And that is the risk that you take when you when fly. You fly. And I was like, uh, there was no reason wow. to cancel. Like they didn't even say it was for a snow emergency because they knew if they said it was for a snow emergency, they would have to give us our money back. Mm-hmm. So I ended up flying JetBlue and then I got a refund from Frontier for that leg of my flight. And I said, no offense, you guys should refund me for the entire thing. No, I know you should. got me there fine, but it was a three hour delay on my way there. And then you canceled my flight completely on on the way right. home i was like it should be a full refund like i understand they can't do that because like they sent me there but more than just half the leg of the flight so again it's getting privilegy but no i but i do think that you have the right to complain a hundred percent with anything and i think that's where the biggest pitfall and 
little piece of life advice, you know, from your girl is if you're like, if there's any injustice happening and you can complain and get any type of retribution, like why not complain? Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt that customer service rep that they gave out yeah. 10,000 miles. Yeah. Like I work for a company that's known for having bad customer service, but I guarantee you if you call the right people, mm-hmm. you can get what you asked for and more. Mm-hmm. And they, cause it's easier to give you 10,000 miles because what does 10,000 miles cost to a company like Delta? Literally nothing. Literally nothing. But yeah. to you, that's, you know, a big chunk of your vacation. Mm-hmm. So why? And for them, they would rather keep the customer and get the customer's money mm-hmm. than to lose a customer altogether. Because they're so going like, to come back. They're going to use that yeah. airline even if it costs more. So yeah, exactly. I know exactly. I pretty much have to fly Delta. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm that's how complain. I feel about American. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're yeah. kind of screwed into mm-hmm. it. So like mm-hmm. you might as well like be a fucking succubus and mm-hmm. just suck what you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul. I feel like they've, they've drained me for enough fees, you know, like oh in my, my time that I don't particularly care. Um, okay. So last one, is there one more? Oh, there was, but I don't, this is like a random, like, airline. I mean, I won by the oh. way. That's it's, okay. It's a random airline, but I just thought it was the crazy. Sto- the like, story, the story was like, okay. I was like, so passengers on this flight, ended up with bloody ears and noses after pilots forgot to pressurize the plane. <gasps> and it happened, uh, so 18. Was everyone like 18, passed out? After its pilots reportedly failed to pressurize the jet after takeoff, causing several pa- passengers to complain of bleeding from their ears and noses. And there were, it was a flight from Mumbai to another part in India. Okay, like I'm going to say Air India? No. Because they, I've had some fucking trips no, on it Air was India. Not, no, it was not. Okay. What was it? It's Jet Airways. But I've heard of Jet Airways. I've heard of Jet Airways too. Yeah. They're like a low cost. I think I they're think another low, low cost. cost. probably like a frontier. <laughs> yeah, I think it is too. But I was like, they forgot to pressurize the plane? What the like, fuck? What? Were people passing out at high altitude? They like, had to Like they been. said, like a lot of bleeding from ears and nose. Like, well, so it's funny they had because. To, they had to turn the plane around, they said. <laughs> so. Because you can't pressurize it once it's at the top. Yeah. You insane? need to pressurize it at... Oh, my That's God. Insane. That is insane. See, so my, my thing unreal. is... I So I flew... I fly TAP, which is a Portuguese airline. Mm-hmm. And their big thing is you could literally be flying to Timbuktu. You're stopping in Lisbon. Right, Like, that's right. just how it works. And right. Lisbon, I think, is one of the worst airports in the world. And if you've been there, you would fully agree. It is... Mm-hmm. I went to the Kenyan airport after the bombing. It was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> like I had no words for like I felt like I, f- I flew into like I, there were literally zebras running through the airport. Like I cannot describe. I know it That's was out unreal. of control. Yeah, like it was out of control. Like I understand why, but like <laughs> I could not believe it. Also, Newark. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, have you flown into the... It's not... It's Cincinnati, but it's also like Northern Kentucky Airport. Yes, I've flown into there. It's maybe the size of this room. (laughs) Yeah, so I flew into there. um, And then as I was returning home, I scanned my 
my badge, like, or by like a, a boarding pass mm-hmm. and it, from my phone, it didn't work. Yeah. They sent me all the way back to the front. Like I had to wait in security again. And like when there's only one gate, it takes a long ass fucking time. There's like four TSA stations, four TSA agents stationed in Cincinnati. It feels like you're at, like it, it doesn't feel like you're at an airport because it's just so like small and you can see your plane from the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, is that my actual flight? Wow. Yeah. You're like, can I just walk through this gate and get on there? Probably. There's not even a gate. Yeah. It's like a light fence. They're not afraid of anything. It's a guardrail. <laughs> <laughs> That's where people can jump onto the fucking, you know, wing of the plane. Oh, well, there we go. Delta. Wait, where did that happen? Oh, it was, it at- was in Atlanta. Atlanta. See, but the thing is Atlanta is like kind of a fortress. So mm. I'm shocked that it happened in Atlanta. That's, I don't know. That's wild. People in get wild in the South. Like, that's, no, makes no sense to me. That's a whole other level. year it was, you know? Like, I don't, oh, wait, I think it's I don't know. <laughs> meth knows no seasons. <laughs> it doesn't meth around. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so tasteless. That was that's very tasteless, but, you know. I said it. It was bath. I snorted. It was probably like bath salts, though. Oh, 100% if it was in the South, yeah. I just, I want to know, like, the fucking, like, what, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, Jacksonville airports must have the wildest stories. Almost had to sleep there. Almost had to sleep in Fort Lauderdale. I'd rather be. Didn't have enough money in my account to pay for the round card. I don't know. It went through. I waited there until midnight, and my check went through. Direct deposit. Work! Yeah. That's your ghetto. She ghetto. I was poor, but I wanted to see my one true love, my husband. Oh. Why was he in Fort? Well, oh, he, he was in Key West. Oh. Yeah. Couldn't afford to fly there. There used to be an airline that like really got successful because they made the flights that no one was gonna do. Like it would be like from like Pittsburgh to like. Or no, not even that. It would be like from like fucking Little Rock, Arkansas to like Toledo, Ohio. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. people needed those flights. Right. But yeah. they weren't happening because no airline is like, yeah, I'll fly you straight to Toledo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were too many lo- other connections. Yeah, yeah. It was low cost. It never went far. But then I think they went out of business when they started to go cross country. Or it was like the Pablo Escobar thing they were just using, you know, oh. for <laughs> Fire Festival. For cocaine. Ooh, fire. Is that what you were walking No, about? no, no. He, he, Pablo he, Escobar Fire Festival? That, yes, because it was the oh, island. Oh, the island. Okay, all right. I was going to read you, but okay. I know. Yeah. You yeah. just thought my, my I was like, process. I was like, I was like, <gasps> Pablo Escobar has been dead since yeah. the 90s. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, kidding. My brothers used to call me that when I would get mad, but that's another story for another podcast. What? Guys, I think we just unpacked a version of travel. Who knows what we're going to call this episode? Unpacking. Bad bitchery, and then Paul and Sierra. <laughs> oh, I'm not God. gonna go with that. I mean, title. it's her birthday, so you can let birthday it slide. Cat. Yeah. But that's about it. One yeah. time for the birthday, bitch. She slid Two enough time. today. So I. You let her in. <laughs> I don't know. This is our house, so we let her in. <laughs> um, but I feel like this has been another really interesting episode of Let's Unpack That. Thank you both for sharing your perspectives, Sierra and Erica. Gracias. I'm. Very grateful 
for you guys coming and sharing your stories. Some personal, some not. Um, and to all of our listeners, TM, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. So if you want more of Let's Unpack That, this podcast um, that is hosted on a weekly basis by this queer millennial through the lens of anxiety and depression, <laughs> slogan, you can. You can. <laughs> um, I was on Tinder. <laughs> If you want, oh my God, <laughs> if you want more of this podcast, you can email us at letsunpackthatpod at gmail.com and tell us where we were wrong or ignorant, um, or you can like our pictures on Instagram and just tell us how amazing we are, because that's how those two mediums work. So thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. I don't know what the fuck we'll be talking about then, but we'll unpack it. Hey. Bad. <laughs> but we'll unpack it. <laughs> And on this week's right. episode. So I'm Paul. I'm Sierra. I'm that bitch. And she's black as fuck. So thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you again soon.